Welcome to Viking Spotlight, a podcast about people, events, and projects in the North Canton City School District. I'm your host, Jeff Wendorf. Today, we'll be talking to Jill Lauder, our Director of Food Services, and Sharon Papineau, our Director of Transportation. Welcome to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. It's upon us, right? School will start very, very soon. And uh, both of you are scrambling, I know. We appreciate your time to come and chat with us today to share some things about your departments and your projects. But uh, let's get going. Well, Jill, first of all, uh, last spring you were on the podcast and we talked about uh, food service and the challenges that were posed by the pandemic and all the things that changed at that time. And, and But this is a new year, new challenges. And uh, let's start off with the biggest challenge facing parents this year, and that's the change that's been implemented um, by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the federal government, basically, which works with school meal programs across the country. What is that change? Can you tell us about that? Well, we're no longer all free for all students. We're going back to the full pay, reduced price, free meals, but the meal application is going to be the big push this year. We got to get that, got to get parents on board, get that meal application filled out. Okay, so um, really for any of the students or families that had uh, free or reduced lunch, lunch prior to really 2019, 2019 um, it is a, a requirement. So with the end of free meals, then all students, what advice do you give to parents then to get this going for them? To start with the meal application, um, the menus will be going home the first day. And that's the big thing is the meal application. Watch your um, students' meal account through pay schools. That's an online um, platform where they can add money, keep track of their kids' um, activity. They can see what they're eating, what they're buying, how much money's left. Right. So little Jeff spends all his money and says, mom, or the food service contacts my mom and says, hey, Jeff doesn't have any money left in in, in his uh, account. And uh, here it mom checks the account and guess what jeff's been buying ice cream for the table for the last three weeks right yep that's happened <laughs> uh, yeah well uh, a full rounded meal is, is certainly beneficial so the best thing parents can do is to get the applications available online we'll have it in all of our publications coming out from the buildings and on social media and on on our website so they'll be able to get that it's a simple form to fill out with some information they need to qualify for either free lunch or reduced lunch. Right. And when they qualify for free, they can also uh, apply for the fee waiver. Right. So they can get all their school fees waived as well. Right. And that's important. So say that again. So if they qualify for free lunch. They get to have to sign the fee waiver and then their fees will be waived, the regular school fees. Right. right. A lot of people don't know that. So. Yeah. So when that's important for some of our families that, right. that need it's help. Helpful. That, yeah, it's certainly yeah. helpful. Yeah. Thanks. Um, how do they go, you know, the free lunch, it's, it's a simple form. They fill it out. Is it on an online form or paper? Both. Both. Oh, yep. So either one. They can visit the food service website through North Kent City Schools website. Mm -hmm. And there's links all over the place. It makes it as easy as possible. Right. So we want to get, uh, and on also the, the free and reduced lunch is tied to our funding for title services as well. It, um, the number of free and reduced indicates the, the help that we need from the federal government for title services and, and other academic services too. So right. there's a lot tied to not only fees, um, student fees for courses and, and classes, but also the, our, our title and support services from the federal government too. Right. 
Perfect. Right. Yep. Great. Well, what is the cost? And you know, everybody's experiencing cost changes and so on at the grocery store. What's the cost of breakfast and lunch for students? Well, we went up a quarter per meal across the board. So it's a little bit different. Different. The high school is going up to three fifty for lunch, and then it it tapers down a quarter per level. Like middle school will be three twenty five, intermediate three, and then the K through two will be two seventy five. And breakfast, just same thing, a quarter. So um, it's one fifty for the K through two, then one seventy five, two and two fifty, two twenty five for the high school. Yep, and those are all highly nutritious, well balanced meals. Hot, yes. hot, hot meals every day. Yep, breakfast and lunch. Yes. Yep. Great. Okay. For say the high school, the most expensive again is three fifty. Three fifty. I'm not sure. I, I try not to eat cheeseburgers and Big Macs and Whoppers and those kind of things. That's a lot less than one single sandwich at a lot right. of our fast food places and far more nutritious. We offer a lot fr- more food, fresh fruits and vegetables every day at every meal. Great. That's awesome. Well, what, uh, you know, we talked a little bit last year too, as everybody, and we'll talk with Sharon here in a minute about uh, uh, finding staff and workers. Um, and that's pretty common now in our state, in our country, and as we're experiencing that too. Do you have any current openings in food service? I do. And I'm looking for two new people to come in and be part of our team. We're um, hard workers that have a lot of fun and it's, it's just makes you feel good to see the kids smiling as you hand them their food. Yeah, great. And and what what's attractive about the position for uh, say uh, uh, parents or anybody in our uh, a working mom or a mom a working parent, yeah, it's, a it's parent a, that has school age kids. Say. It's a great mom job, great dad job, great grandma job. You know, sure. you put the kids on the bus, and and then um, you go to work for a few hours, run a few errands, go home, and you're home to get them off the bus. No right. holidays, no weekends. So it's typically, it's one, a school calendar. It's when the kids mm-hmm. are in school. And then secondly, it's during school. So you usually start after school starts and end prior to school ending. So right. you're, you you follow the bus out of the driveway and you beat it home to, to make sure the kids are there and off the bus. And, and uh, okay, great. That's good. So You also get snow days off. <laughs> we don't, the superintendent won't call many of those. <laughs> we have great street departments. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, what uh, do you have any special plans for this year? As far as the, I, I know, you're pretty progressive in your menus and some fun stuff. Can you talk about what you've done in the past and what you're planning for the future? As far as fun stuff on the menu, right? What we decided to do this year, since we're going back to full pay and figuring out how to get everybody to stay. Um, participating in the mm-hmm. in the lunch program in the breakfast program we're only offering their favorite foods oh great we're not going to put any of those you know let's put that on as a side everything's their favorite so best sellers right best sellers yeah 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 good i don't know if most folks know this but our food service department is the only operation in the district when you think of um all of our support services, food service, transportation, custodial, secretarial, aid, and student monitoring. It's the only operational uh, department, if you will, that it is self-sustaining. So you run your department with um, labor costs, insurance, um, 
uh, food costs and all those things uh, as its own business entity. Right. And you uh, have to turn at least even, break even, and right. turn a profit if possible. But it's not a it's not a, a large profit center, but you do make even. And uh, it's a great food service. And at, at three fifty dollars a lunch, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty efficient operation. Right. Yep. Yeah. Fun, fun. Well, we uh, uh, any other special plans besides the only the favorites, the top top favorites? Any, well, we'll do oh, our t- traditional turkey gravy day and uh, think at Thanksgiving, and we'll celebrate the lunch ladies in May. Mm-hmm. We have we try to do something special every month. We put it on the menu. So, what are some of the unique things that you had in the past year or so that uh, most folks wouldn't um, correlate with a school lunch? I don't know. I think you did, uh, what did you do? Uh, what did you do? You had elementaries try. Um, um, we did a lot of try it Tuesdays and it Tuesdays. what's new Wednesday. We brought sushi to the high school to let them sample it. We brought acai bowls to the high school. Let those kids try that. Um, I think that's about Did you it. have eggplant? Do I remember egg? No, or some unique vegetable that the elementary kids liked. Um no, I um, Brussels sprouts. Uh, I forget. There was something what? unique I remember, but uh, yeah, but I mean, sushi's pretty unique for a school lunch, right? <laughs> so <laughs> that's fun, and they liked it. Yeah, and they, they loved it. it. That's great. Good, awesome. Well, we appreciate your work and your team's work and uh, all your efforts to make sure that our kids are served nutritious meals and and uh, that they're they're strong and uh, great students because they're well nourished and uh, well fed. And we really appreciate what you guys do to to uh to provide that and have fun you know you walk yep. in the cafeterias and in the lunch line and you guys do have fun you truly do and it's yep, fun we do fun to see and a great group of folks who work together and if you'd like to join that team check out our website at uh, northcantschools.org uh, find food service probably under district or under uh, departments and there's a, a, always opportunity for there to uh to be a a food service worker and uh, it's great fun great uh, fun interacting with the kids so appreciate it thank Thank you you, joe thank you for your support too another way you could become involved in this in the district is uh, as a bus driver Um, we're going to talk now with sharon papano our new uh, transportation coordinator and uh, you're new to the district and we've uh, pleased to have you join us we very much appreciate it Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your past work experience so, hi, uh, my name is Sharon Pepinal, uh, and I just first of all want to thank you for inviting me today to this podcast. I'm really, really excited to be a part of North Canton City Schools. Um, I really appreciate the opportunity to apply the knowledge that I have to the transportation department. So, a little about myself. I'm a retired trooper with the Ohio Patrol, uh, with 23 years on, 29 with the state of Ohio. A uh, majority of my past career has been spent in Northeast Ohio, particularly Stark and Summit. So I'm pretty, pretty good with all my way around this area. <laughs> so I might have seen you here or there. <laughs> <laughs> with lights on and lights off, both, right? It's, it's possible. Or you might have seen me. Yes. <laughs> um, anyways, the majority um, of my last 10 years, in addition to my responsibilities as a trooper, was ensuring that the districts and private busing companies were following state and federal laws to ensure the safe transportation of our students on our transportation buses. That's really important to me. I'm certainly passionate about it, and that's why I'm that more excited that I can continue on with that here at North Canton. Uh, The area that I covered was along the north shores of Lake Erie from outside Toledo all the way to East Cleveland and down to Columbus areas as well. 
Um, so I've gotten to meet a lot of people um, my last couple of years, especially. In 1991, I graduated from Bowling Green and was commissioned as a second lieutenant. In 2010, I resigned from the National Guard as a major. My last spot or job position was the Equal Opportunity Advisor for the 371st Sustainment Brigade out of Kettering. So a lot of my time in the National Guard was also spent in my military occupational specialty of transportation and quartermaster. Great, great. So you mentioned um, uh, uh, transportation as part of the uh, State Hill Patrol. So you were essentially an inspector and uh, maybe even trainer, a liaison with the bus services, mostly schools, I would assume, and then some charters. So you, you've seen a lot of yellow buses. I have. You've seen underneath it a lot of yellow buses. I have. And that, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I enjoy going underneath the buses yeah, and good. inspecting them as well. So what, what does a bus inspection entail for our listeners? Okay. In general, don't, you know, in general. Right. So the Ohio Revised Code states that the Ohio State Highway Patrol wants, shall inspect buses uh, every year. Um, in the state of Ohio, we actually do it twice. One is the annual inspection that our, our mechanics at the garage did a really great job in making sure that each, every one of our buses Past. Yeah, congratulations on that. Yeah. So I'm really impressed. Uh, they're very knowledgeable team players. Um, they work together as a team, and they also work together really well with the bus drivers and the other secretaries as well. Uh, the annual inspection is a very in-depth process, not only looking outside the bus, inside the bus, and uh, also looking underneath the bus as well as taking brake measurements, doing you know air tank checks as well, making sure the brakes are in working order. So it's a pretty in-depth process. The other inspection that's done during the year is called a spot inspection, and historically, that's an unannounced visit. Per the law, per the Ohio State Highway Patrol, all buses at all times are expected to be ready to mm-hmm. be inspected. So in essence, if you want to take a look at that, they're ready for a bus driver to get in there or safe for them to transport the children. Right. It's not a once a year polish it up and, and put on the show and then neglect it for a year. It's a, it's a daily daily standard to meet really right and that's just the minimum of two inspections or other inspections as well right i know in the years as a superintendent and administrator we've talked a lot about buses and the life cycle of a bus and and how long we try use a general rule to try to replace our buses on a 10-year cycle and uh we uh, will pass uh, monday night at the board meeting we have are going to get involved in the bid process for new buses for next year and um we, um, I think we have um, half or just over half our uh, our propane gas buses, uh, and not diesel. So they're better for um, emissions, better for riders and drivers. And uh, is that process the same then for a diesel bus compared to a propane bus? As far as inspection and all that kind of stuff, they're a little different but similar. Um, the propane buses definitely are helpful for environment. Uh, the bus drivers, most of the bus drivers enjoy driving those buses. And we're looking to add five more propane buses here, uh, most probably in October. Yeah, they're so ordered. They're that. on the way. Just it's taking a long time to get them here, right? Right. Well, <laughs> we are excited. So yeah. we'll be very happy to see them. Very happy that the grants are out there to assist us assist the school district in purchasing them yeah, and their buses now run about a hundred thousand a year approximately yes yeah yeah yes. so they're 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 used to 
Last I remembered, they were like 65. So <laughs> welcome to inflation, right? But it, it keeps going. So, well, And we have approximately 50 buses on the road every day, about. Approximately. Yeah, yeah. And I, you may not know this because you're just walking in the door, but how, about how many miles do we run a day in buses? Don't know. Yeah, Todd, um, uh, we've talked about it. We'll come back to you. We'll have you back on and we'll, we'll get that. But, uh, I mean, when we transport all of our students and all of our activities and, um, you know, sports and bands and uh, speech and so on, all after school, it's a major operation. And um, we, uh, we have kids all around the county on special services and special programs and field trips and the like. So there's, uh, you know, when you talk about a safety piece, that's it's really important that those kids are onboarding and offloading it a, a couple times a day. And it's it's just a huge safety piece and, you know, upwards of 60 stops on a run. And uh, so, yeah, it's a really interesting how that works and the, the things. And we have a great group of people, great bus drivers. We love our drivers. They're so important to us and to our kids and the relationships that we build with our families because, especially our elementary parents, you know, that putting a, a child on a, a bus on that first or even the first week of kindergarten is a, gosh, it, that's a, a, a tough time for some parents. And kids are like, yep, see you, mom. But uh, other other parents are really struggle with that going away. And uh, so our drivers are important to us. They're, they're fantastic folks. They're the first people from the district our kids see. The last ones our kids see from the district in the, in the afternoon. So uh, you've gotten to meet our drivers. I think we had route picks yesterday and you've gotten to meet a lot of them. Can you tell us about the group at all? Or Oh, I'll tell you what. We have a great group of bus drivers. Uh, every person that I've met adds to our department in a different way. Each one has a different personality, but they're all there for the same mission, which is transporting the students safely to and from school. In addition to all the trips on the side for all the athletics and other clubs that we have, uh, including the band, we had a big trip you know, a couple of weeks ago yeah. into uh, Pennsylvania, and that went really well as as well. Yeah, we took them to Band Camp at um, Edinburgh in Erie, Pennsylvania, and I think you made a pretty early morning trip last Saturday to the Hall of Fame parade too, right? They did, and uh, <laughs> when they came back, I just happened to be there on Saturday. They seemed pretty happy, so Good. they were yeah. glad to be a part of that. Well, everything from the state softball tournament and sitting with drivers, and there's sometimes since they get to go to a lot of this stuff and get to know our kids on the bus but they also get to see them perform at a lot of these things and they they're our biggest fans and our kids biggest fans and uh, so Absolutely. our drivers are so important to, to us that um, we appreciate them and uh, look forward to another great year um, so transitioning as a state high patrol officer and uh, you know can you explain a little bit and i know that we've put a little bit out or ready to put out a little bit on school on safety around buses and, and maybe um, so can you explain what's so critical of when a bus stops what to do and some of the critical safety information around buses and bus stops right so most well, probably the biggest state law that uh, encompasses the safety of the school bus and children um, getting on the bus and getting off the bus is this stopping for a school bus and that's a uh, ohio revised code 451176 and that kind of lays out when a vehicle needs to stop for the bus and just as a reminder of when you need to stop okay if the bus is stopped on a street or road that has fewer than four lanes, all traffic proceeding in either direction must stop. Okay, and you would know that there's yellow lights that flash, that they're preparing to stop, so you should go ahead and stop then. But then when you see the red lights, you definitely should not pass that. Um, is that correct? 
That, that's correct. Okay. I just want to check myself there. <laughs> but, it, but what I'm hearing is a four-lane divided highway like Cleveland Avenue or Apple Grove, um, the opposing traffic does not need to stop. Is that Right. Clear? So if it's four lanes, as for an example, we have two lanes in both directions, the traffic coming in the opposite direction does not have to stop. All right. Okay. But if you have three lanes, we'll say one going north, one going south, and you have like a middle turn lane, then everybody would have to stop. Okay. Yeah. Great. And if it's and, a two lane, then yeah. obviously. And as a general rule, we, we make great efforts to not have kids cross one busy streets, but definitely not four lanes. So we wouldn't expect our kids to get off on the right side of the road and cross to the left, unless it's a smaller road, less traffic. And uh, those reds are on the signs out and there's all kinds of safety precautions for the kids that they're supposed to wait until the driver signals and lots and lots of things. But yeah, what else on the safety issues? So the other big law that encompasses school buses that you might be aware of is when the bus stop, bus has to stop at the railroad crossings. So the bus does have to stop, and there's they have to uh, follow a by by the law that there's a certain procedure that during bus training and uh, pre-service classes that a bus driver learns, and during their training they practice that with the on the board instructors as yeah. well. Look, listen. Make sure the kids are quiet so you can listen and uh, right. yeah, open the door and those things. You have to make sure, yeah, trains are, and that's, you know, I, I don't know how many um, railroad crossings there are in Ohio that still aren't gated, but that's a that's a major uh, concern and, and certainly a huge safety factor. And our drivers are well-trained and well-experienced, and uh, we, we appreciate their work on keeping our kids safe. Yeah, good. Anything else on on safety around buses or anything? Nothing in particular at this time. I will say that that the Highway Patrol uh, does follow up on a lot of the school bus complaints that bus drivers are forward to the transportation supervisor and get forwarded to North Canton Police Department as well as the Highway Patrol. And uh, if you are cited for passing a stop school bus, that's a mandatory court appearance. And you um, could cost you up to $500, and it could be a ma- maximum of a one-year suspension on your driver's license. So. Wow. So could be a license suspension. Mm-hmm. I assume that correlates to a point. Is there still such a thing as points on your license? It, it could be up to six points. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So if you see the red lights on a bus, stop, unless you're on a four-lane or more highway. <laughs> so uh, going in the opposite direction. Well, that's that's really important because we certainly want to keep our kids safe and uh, our drivers safe and certainly the drivers around. Uh, we want to make sure they're safe. And um, I know our drivers uh, conduct, and this is not on the sheet here, but I know our drivers conduct a pre- and post-trip inspection that's part of their responsibilities it's not just grab the keys hop on the bus and go can you in general the pre-trip they're checking all the systems the lights the blinkers the um, systems the tire pressure and all that stuff on on a once around it's a it's a 15 minute pre-trip is that correct approximately approximately yes and during the testing when a potential bus driver goes to take their test they get up to 30 minutes to take to do their pre-trip so it's a pretty extensive uh, light check. You're checking the lights in your dash. You're checking all the switches on your your dash as well. Checking the doors. Checking the amber and the reds. Checking the outside, making sure that all the pieces parts are there and that they're working properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they also conduct a post trip 
That's as well, correct. right? Yeah. Post trip at the end operations for yep. that day. And a big piece of that is checking for kids in seats. That is, uh, yeah, that is true. Uh, yes, you, you read about that once in a while in the paper, and hopefully we don't read about it here. But it, it, there is a system in place to check for that. And if the system's mm-hmm. followed, the bus drivers actually walk back in the bus and hang a sign in the back window that they have to physically take there. So they've at least walked by all the seats. Because part of the safety features of bus is a high back seats. They're hard to see over, and you can hardly see high school kids over them, but uh, it's, you can't see elementary students over them. And a, 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 a long day at uh, in school with a great meal for lunch and a, a, a ride home on the bus in the afternoon, that's a great time for a nap. <laughs> and uh, I, I, could, I could take advantage of that now uh, at this age, but uh, uh, I could see that happening. And we've, we've had some kids that uh, have gone back to the bus garage, and then we call and we get them home and uh, but um, certainly that's a, a great safety feature and our bus drivers it is a very um, high safety um, focus certainly for our drivers and uh, we do need drivers um, we certainly need drivers for uh, um, our uh, our routes and if you'd uh, like to apply it's a we we do the training it's a fairly long extensive training but we do do training for our staff and and uh, get folks to join and uh, uh, same thing for substitutes and uh, is there anything on that uh, particular area you want to talk about about how a driver can become a, or how a person could check into and become a bus driver yes i was hoping you'd ask me that <laughs> <laughs> yes come one come all uh, but anyways, uh, please, if you know anybody that's interested in being a bus driver, school bus driver, or maybe has a CDL, that kind of is helpful as well, please pass that information along to anybody who would like to be a full or a substitute driver uh, to either myself or someone else at the bus garage or a bus driver themselves. They mm-hmm. can pass along that information as well. Or the superintendent. I'll get it Or the superintendent. You. Anybody. <laughs> I'll get it to you. Yeah, good. And that's on our website. I mean, we have it use under employment on, on North Canton City Schools or um, uh, certainly our employment page. Um, but uh, yeah, there's uh, or reach out to us in general email. But there's uh, lots of information on the website. We, we need drivers. We need uh, uh, substitute drivers. Uh, it's, a, it's a very good gig. It is a little bit of a process to get certified. Um, and it is a, a CDL, Commercial Driver's License Class B, if I'm Right. Okay. Right. And, and that's a passenger. Passenger and school bus endorsement. Yeah. Endorsement. Yeah. Okay. Good. Is is there less training if you have a a CDL as compared, to, or is it still this full training? So you can always go down, but you can't go up. Okay. All so right. if you want to be a, a bus driver, you still need to to retake the test and get your you know passenger and school bus. The good thing about obtaining a job or a position as a school bus driver in the district is that we kind of help you along the way. Right. Yeah. Coach, so, you're, yeah, right. it's, it's those, we're not charging you a fee. We're paying for it. And, uh, um, it's, it's, there are some background checks and those kind of things, but, uh, it's still very, very important. Um, I, I kind of moved around on our questions here, but, uh, um, last year the district uh, started using an app, uh, for parents about information. And in the past we have, um, put our routes uh, and our stops on basically on paper and put them on a building so that students would go and find their bus and, and say, okay, my bus is coming at seven ten. 
but last year we started using a different app. And can you tell us a little bit about how that works and why it's important for parents to have the app to, to know about their routes and, and when the bus is coming and, and estimated times? Right. So the uh, routing program that we use is, is called Traversa. And the Ride360 is a very convenient application that the parents can download on their computer or phone and get a child's route, a student's route, uh, pretty quickly. We're not going to go live this year until the 17th, so any information there right now is not the most current information. But those directions are on the transportation's website, and um, they can, before the 17th, they can go ahead and download that information so they're ready to go on the 17th. Yep. And go ahead. Oh, yeah. so I was just going to say that they need their student ID and password okay. to be able to do that. Yeah, and those are used for other things in the district, uh, grades, uh, meal accounts, and, and all those kinds of things. So um, one of the things that's important and reason we're emphasizing this this app is to get them the most current. Um, you know, we can post it in August of, hey, here's what time it's picking up, but after the first couple weeks of school when we figure out who's going to ride, who's not, then those routes are adjusted slightly, and, and it might be off by 10 or 15 minutes even um, either way throughout the year. So how it looks on September 1st may be different than October 1st. So we encourage the parents to uh, to use that app to check occasionally and and um, um, to stay f- close with that so that uh, you can, um, can know how those r- routes are adjusted throughout the year so you're um, out on time, number one, and, and secondly, not standing out too long in the cold or rain, right? Yeah. Yes. Good, good, good. All right. Well, what else do you have for uh, transportation? Anything you'd like to share? We have a new, new building being built, right? Right. So they have been busy every day working on that building. It's kind of interesting and kind of cool to be able to see the changes day by day. So we're looking at May, this summer yeah. time that being completed. Yeah. And uh, as you'll see, there'll be a big difference between the old building and the new building. One of the biggest features of the new building, it's going to be a drive through bay for the buses so no more backing up out of the garages by the mechanics it'll be a little bit safer for everybody yeah kind of the quick lube concept drive in one end out the other yeah great absolutely and and currently and i know we talked about this when we were asking for our bond issue to to take care of the bus garages currently our mechanics who pass all of our buses through an inspection do a fantastic job they can't get the buses in the garage and close the garage door. So whenever we want to work on a bus in the garage, we have to leave the door open. That's not really ideal in Ohio from November to through March anyways. And, uh, and you can't do a lift, uh, appropriate lift, a full bus because it's hanging out the back and won't go up high enough. <laughs> so I think they're, I'm sure tickled that, that we're able to do this. We appreciate our voters and support for that bond issue that we passed in May of 2020. And, um, it's, it's coming along. It's a South end. It's very near where our other bus garage was and a uh, little bit of changes this year for, uh, stadium events as far as uh, parking, but we're going to communicate those, uh, very soon here within the next few days of how that parking might change and how we can help our, um, our folks who attend our events in the stadium. But, uh, it's uh, exciting to see that new transportation center going up and uh, you know the the resources that our folks are going to have is, is going to be much much improved and uh, so we uh, we appreciate that part anything else on transportation no we're just looking for another safe 
year for the transportation of our students. And it's all the work of everybody here at the district, at the schools, the parents, the students themselves, and the transportation department themselves. They all work really well together, the mechanics, the secretaries, bus drivers. We're all on the same team, right? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Good, good, good. Well, uh, we appreciate you folks coming in and talk to us about food and, and transportation. And uh, we have a, a great thing. We're really excited. Uh, it's just a, a short number of days before our kids show up and uh, uh, see those yellow buses rolling. So uh, wave to our drivers. They're great people. Wave to them on the road if you see them. And uh, uh, please um, give them the courtesy of following the rules and, and being a courteous driver, especially around bus stops and around our buses. And uh, you know, it's it's a, a, a fun thing. Uh, of all the things that I remember about elementary school, especially, and is uh, Jack Priest. And I've talked about him here before. Jack Priest drove bus 13 in East Muskingum County Schools uh, or uh, local schools. And uh, I probably wasn't the model student and model bus rider there was. A little bit ornery with my pals those days. But uh, he's a good man and took care of us. And, you know, you remember things. You don't maybe I don't remember um, algebra and uh, some of the lessons that I learned, but I remember the people and, and how they made me feel. So at any rate, uh, our drivers are important. Our food service is important. We appreciate them very much. And, uh, you know, we want to talk about relationships and, and respect and, and uh, rigor and, uh, and integrity and grit. So we appreciate all of our folks that work for us and work with us. And we're all on the same team with parents and community around our, our services. So Appreciate you, ladies. Thank you very much. And Thank you. Uh, Thank you, if you have any questions, please reach out to either Mrs. Louder or, or Mrs. Papineau to uh, uh, talk about transportation and food service. And uh, I want to thank our listeners for us today uh, for joining us. And uh, podcast is a great way to share information about the district and residents and families. And next week, uh, we're going to be off, I think, but we'll be starting to crank back up every week um, once school starts here. But uh, stay tuned. We'll be having one in just a, a short time to uh, talk about some other issues in the district. If you have any questions about our podcast, ideas, suggestions, even complaints, let us know. Um, you can do that by suggesting a topic and, uh, or coverage and email us at vikingspotlight at northcantonschools.org. Uh, once again, you can email us at vikingspotlight at northcantonschools.org or just give the call to superintendent. He'd be happy to talk to you. So thank you all very much. And uh, let's have a great start to the year and go Vikings. Go Vikings. Go Vikings. Oh, <laughs>